Warning, the podcast Under the Stairs is not safe for work. We'll feature movie spoilers and language which most listeners may find offensive. Brought to you in conjunction with Legion Podcast Network. Welcome to the podcast Under the Stairs. Welcome to the podcast Under the Stairs. This is episode 135. I'm your host Duncan McLeish and welcome to the show. Episode 135 sees the return of a guest who's been away far too long. It's my good buddy Ricky Morgan who's returning and he's bringing with him two zany, bizarre, weird, funny, goofy, awesomely entertaining Italian zombie movies. When we look at Zombie Holocaust from 1980 and Burial Ground from 1981, which will be coming up later on. But a bit of housekeeping at the start of this episode. Yes, you've noticed no Baz V Horror today. We delayed that episode, Baz was a bit under the weather and we want to make sure that the output, the end result was the best we can. At the moment, it's tentatively scheduled to drop on Thursday this week. Uh, worst case scenario, it'll drop on the Monday after, but we're going to try and move heaven and earth to make sure it drops this Thursday for the peeps out there. So keep your eyes peeled for that. Also, yesterday, if you've not checked it out yet, I dropped a brand new sub-series of shows to podcast under the stairs. I am going to run the train on my 88 Films Italian collection, reviewing each of those movies. The current list sits at 41 um, but that list grows every other month where they release new titles. Uh, the first episode dropped yesterday. Go and show it a bit of love. Nice short, sharp episodes about... In fact, I think that episode was about 50 minutes long. Uh, future episodes will probably be in the region of 40 to 45 minutes. It's one movie review uh, looking at a movie on that list. So that first one was uh, Night Train Murders, aka A Last Stop of the Night Train and so many other names. Uh, the next one will be dropping in May. In fact, the next two should be dropping in March, sorry. Uh, the next two should be dropping in March. You should get Bloodstained Shadow and a little movie called Spasmo. So that'll be coming up this month uh, as well. So keep your eyes peeled in March for some more of that. But this is a bitchin' episode, so much fun chatting to Ricky, can't wait for you to jump into these movie reviews, so I'm going to jump out just now, you're going to hear promos for shows that I love, and then when I return, I'm going to be joined by my guest, Ricky Morgan, all that and more coming right up, right after this. Bad movies, the world is full of them. From low-budget crap fests to downright unwatchable. And only two men are willing to watch them all. So climb in and take your seat. This is Short Bus Cinema. Let's do it. 
Hey everyone, this is Johnny Krug from Kruger Nation. And this is Rick Morgan from the Helming Power Hour. And we have decided to team up and take you where no one has gone before. We're on a quest to find the world's worst movie, and we're doing it on the bus. Driving through cult classics and every genre to find holy grail of bad movies. So if you're looking for something different and more fun than you can stand, then climb on in. Short Bus Cinema is a proud member of Legion Podcasts. That's right, yo. Short Bus Cinema. We'd love to watch the movies you hate. And welcome back. So let me introduce my guest who will join me on this double hitting of uh, what I have called Spaghetti Undead. Um, I, I don't know. It's marginally, marginally offensive, but also 100% accurate. If you can have Spaghetti Westerns, you can have Spaghetti Undead movies, which these both are. Now, I want to stress up front before people start giving me a hard time online, because I know there are fans of these movies, but a lot of people will be like, ah, Duncan's really scraping the barrel. We are not scraping the barrel. And if you want to direct any blame, you direct that at my guest who suggested both movies. So without any further ado, let me introduce to you, he is one of the guys behind Dude Looks Like the 80s podcast and a little podcast called Short Buzz Cinema. It's my very good friend, Ricky Morgan. How are you doing, sir? What is going on, man? It seems like a lifetime. Uh, the 70s. Uh, <laughs> the 70s movies were the last thing we did. So I thought, uh, I thought you meant, I thought you it's, meant it's, that was the last thing we recorded. <laughs> yes, it was 1973. We got together and recorded, and I think it was the end of it. But, uh, yeah, I remember the flares. Remember those flares. <laughs> so, yeah, if you have any problem with these movies, yeah, you can aim it at me because I'm the one that actually just dialed up Duncan and said, hey, I want to cover these movies. <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, okay. <laughs> so, uh I don't need uh, much arm yeah. twisting, really, to be honest with you. Especially, especially when you're like that. You were like, you know, we should talk about uh, Burial Ground. And I'm like, yeah, we should totally do that. I've not done that movie yet. It will be fun wacky. I was like, what did we pair it up with? And then I think you fired about seven movie suggestions at me. And I don't know how we quite ended up with uh, Zombie Holocaust. But I, I like to think it was like you just trying to raise the bar of ridiculous each title that you suggested. <laughs> until you're like, we're almost at the pinnacle here. So let's just go with that. That's right. Yeah, I mean, uh, and we'll, we'll we'll talk about the zany, zaniness of these films as we go along. Uh, I was telling Duncan earlier before we started recording that these really solidified my love for the Euro trash mm-hmm. Italian flicks. These are, you know, you, you described scraping the bottom of the barrel. This is actually the tool you use to scrape the bottom <laughs> of the barrel. <laughs> but these movies are a ton of fun, man. I just, I still just have such a, a great soft spot for them. And yeah. Uh, yeah, there's stuff in these movies that you just have to show people, and that's what I love about these films. Are they good? Absolutely not. Are they shot well? Not really. Yeah. <laughs> Is there a budget? Probably not. If so, they spend it on some sculpy clay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. But uh, you know, uh, there's just some there's there's just a personality to these that uh, that you have to take these scenes and just show to people. Yeah, I think it's it's really weird when when kind of talking about I mean the, the both these movies are although Zombie Holocaust I think was shot the same year as Zombie Flesh Eaters um, but both these movies are essentially um, post the kind of you know Zombie Flesh Eaters new kind of Italian take on the 
the zombie genre wave of movies and what I love about them is that it's like you see that you have a couple of iconic scenes that you that, that the movies are really built round to an extent but what I love most about them is atmosphere even with zero yeah. money even with you know less than the, the the ample talent of the acting pool available to genre cinema at the time um, and yeah sometimes like working with like micro budgets for for practical effects these movies manage to cram an atmosphere in a way which movies with much bigger budgets and greater money for practical effects just can't do it. and it's it's so strange i think it's i think specifically this time period as well these movies are to me the prime examples of you know a visual a visual aspect along with a score and if you get that perfect then very little can be happening on the screen and the score enough will right. you know get the hair on the back of your neck stand up i think that's i think there are very few countries um cinema sort of back catalogue that do it as well as Italy and do it as well as they did in the kind of late 60s, 70s, 80s time period. I think they just, some right. marriage made in heaven. And these two movies, and we'll get into them, are like goofy as balls, but there are certain <laughs> sequences where the score will kick in and you get this weird visual aspect on the screen and it is definitely unsettling. It's, it's very, very, very weird. And the, the way they do things in an off-kilter motion is enough to kind of give you the heebie-jeebies and the way I liken it to is when that kind of new wave of Japanese horror started coming in like early 2000s and people were like you know they'd watch things like Gion the Grudge or Ringu and the, yeah. there was something just weird but those are just the way it's just the way Japanese horror stories are told and people just did not know and as a result it felt weird and fell off to the side and it resonated mm -hmm. in a terrifying way I think Italy has a similar yep. sort of vibe to like in a definitely modern audiences, but certainly the wider European and North American audiences when they were coming out, the people were just watching it going, this is like mania on the screen. I've never seen right. anything like this. And these two movies are great examples of both. Yeah, and I, I totally agree. And, and I have a backstory of definitely zombie Holocaust of the impact it had early on. But you just you just said it, man. Because I always tell people that claim to be horror fans, you know, mm -hmm. and I say, man, you need to check out the Italian stuff. And I'll tell you why. Because the typical American horror movie is some kids at a camp and some mass killers are around killing them. Okay, mm -hmm. yep. <laughs> typical. I mean, that's what we that's what we hail as our great contribution to the world, even though it's stolen from an Italy movie, Italian <laughs> movie. So. <laughs> uh, <laughs> On the other side, I said now the idea of an Italian horror movie is, you know, a priest kills himself and it a gate, opens a gate to hell on earth and uh, he pops up in front of you and your intestines come out your mouth. Yep. Yep. <laughs> so, you know, it's quite a bit of difference there. Of, and, and, you know, especially in this time frame of when these movies came out because we were slasher crazy at the point. All these movies started coming out right at that same point and they were so different that people would be talking about these and really couldn't even remember the name. Of them. They just said, man, I saw this one movie. Where, you know, this guy killed a zombie with a boat motor, you know, just, you know, crazy over the top stuff. So that's what I love about them. Yep. I think, I think we are going to have a lot of fun discussing both these movies. So with that in mind, we're going to take a little break 
Uh, we're going to set up the first one. We've decided we're going to do them chronologically, um, which means Zombie Holocaust is up first, which means you get to delight in the absolute bonkers trailer for this movie. Um, it's also <laughs> worth noting that the trailer for this movie uh, renames it like a lot of movies from this time period. Um, a lot of Italian movies anyway, because they were marketed in different countries with different kind of leanings. Yep. A, a great example, the movie that I did yesterday... Uh, for the, the kind of kickoff of the 88 films series that I'm doing is uh, The Night Train Murders, uh, which is also yeah. known as Last Stop on the Night Train, but in America it was uh, marketed as Last House on the Left 2. <laughs> right. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Well, okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, why not? <laughs> why not? Um, yeah. So yeah, they, they go under many names. The, the American trailer is going to play up which I think is like Dr. Butcher MD. Absolutely. Or, or, which is just a great name. The, the American renames of things. Twitch of the Death Nerve will always have a small place in my heart as the most oh. rad bitching name uh, to rename a movie ever to. I think it's just great. But uh, yeah, so you're going to hear that trailer. When we return, myself and Ricky are going to be discussing Zombie Holocaust. All that and more coming right up right after this. Hello, this is the Doom Show. Keep on keeping on and keep on trucking, America. We don't listen to our feedback because we don't get any. <laughs> the truth hurts. I just alienated the two people that give us constant feedback. Sorry, guys. That's gotta go. <laughs> That's gotta go in there. So on the show, uh, we talk about giallo movies and slasher movies and cult movies. Sometimes we even talk about Cameron Mitchell and his movies. I am Richard. Who are you? I am Brad, the guy that's not Richard, or Jeffrey, or Simon. That's right. We have four people, and we always talk at once, except to each other. Jeffrey lives up north. Simon lives across the world. Richard lives in Penis, Alabama. Hello, This is the Doom Show is a proud member of the Legion Podcast Network. Check out the other shows on legionpodcast.com. You can check out more Hello, This is the Doom Show at hellodoomshow.podomatic.com or at doommoviethon.com. Check for our Amazon exclusive Hello, This is the Doom Show cookbook. Do you like hot dogs? <laughs> we got them. Do you like mac and cheese? We got it. Do you like cheddar? We have it. Actually, we don't. No, no cheddar. Just Colby. Colby Jack. Hello, this is the Doom Show. We never gave up on you because you never gave up on us. Wow. No! Don't do this to me, please, doctor. The patient screamed disturbingly, performed removal of vocal cords. His name is Dr. Butcher, MD, medical deviate. He has perverted the science of medicine for his own maniacal means. <laughs> Dr. Butcher, MD, medical deviate. You will die only to live again in a younger body. Then you can tell me if the operation was a success. What it's like to pass from life to death and death to life. See Dr. Butcher's diabolical surgery. He must have a psychopathic deviate in the hospital. See him mutilate patients with his murderous scalpel. Dr. Butcher loves New York. There are so many attractive patients to operate on. I could easily kill you now. But I'm determined to have your brain. It'll be the culmination of my career. 
Dr. Butcher, medical deviant. He loves to operate on beautiful women. I'm on the verge of discovering the key to, to increasing man's lifespan by over a hundred years. Prepare the operating table. I'm anxious to experiment on a male Caucasian brain. Well, the time has come for you to play your part in this momentous occasion. Science must surmount all obstacles, and this requires certain sacrifices. It will comfort you to know that generations to come will reap great benefits from my experiments. Dr. Butcher, M.D., medical deviant. He's a depraved, sadistic rapist, a bloodthirsty, homicidal killer. And he makes house calls. Dr. Butcher, M.D. And welcome back. So we've got to believe that the real reason that Ricky chose both these movies is he knows I struggle with foreign names. Uh, <laughs> Absolutely. So this is like the long con you've set me up here to fail. Um, so let's let's take a let's take a little look at the first movie, Zombie Holocaust from 1980. I believe it came out in 1979, but um, I may be wrong about that. According to IMDb, though, it says. March 1980, um, also known as Dr. Butcher MD uh, and Zombie Holocaust, but zombie spelled without an IE and just an I. Um, the movie was directed by Marino Gerolami, and that is probably not right, but he went by the pseudonym Frank Martin. He changed his name so I could read it. Thank you You're very right. much, Marino. Uh, the movie stars Ian McCulloch, <laughs> uh, Alexandra Deli, Colley, Sherry Buchanan, Peter O'Neill, Donald O'Brien, Dakar, uh, Walter Parvitia, uh, Linda Fumis, Roberto Resta, Franco Ukmar, and some other folks. Uh, the synopsis, as listed on IMDb, an expedition into the East Indies encounters not only the cannibals that they were looking for, but also an evil scientist and his zombie army. So yeah, this movie's like that. You know what's really popular at this time frame? Cannibals. Exactly. Cannibals yep. are really, really popular. But you know what else is popular? Zombies. So let's put the two together. Match made it's in actually heaven. It's actually the producer of Zombie that put this movie, you know, in in motion. So he already knew how powerful, you know, Fulci's Zombie was. So now he goes after the cannibal thing and just mishmash together, and yep. uh, it, it's somewhat brilliant. <laughs> yeah, I like to describe this movie as the new metal of Italian <laughs> horror movies, and that is just picking off as many different styles as possible cramming them together and flinging them out and the off chance that there is a fan base for it and there is a fan base for it um this is a, such a such a strange little movie because it takes so long to get into the story i mean we're a good 20 minutes 
maybe even longer. I think we're actually closer to maybe 30, 35 minutes before the first death happens in the movie by way of cannibalism. Yeah. So there's a lot of backstory, and from that point of view, you've got to think they're thinking uh, Diodato's um, Cannibal Holocaust. You know, this kind of, yep. this is how we set up our movie, or even um, Umberto Lenzi's Cannibal Ferox. It's this idea of we build up this story starting somewhere else in the big city, and we need to yep. find a reason to get an expedition to travel to a foreign country where there may or may not be cannibals, um, and then build the story from there. And I think from that point of view, um, it's... it's, it's- well, it's basically the same thing as the as in in Fulci's zombie. Yeah. I mean, they're in the city, the zombies come, and then they trace it back. You know, here it's the cannibalism thing is happening in the United States, so they chase it back. You know. <laughs> yeah, it's it's um. What what I kind of what I kind of love is that. See, if you look at the American trailer for the movie, so the Doctor Butcher MD one, um, it. it it sets up as a slightly different movie, and I kind of know why they do that. Mm-hmm. And I believe I may be wrong, but I believe that when it was released in America, when it did its uh, kind of its um, grindhouse sort of drive-in theater circuit, um, there were additional scenes added into the movie from yeah. movies that a movie that hadn't been released or something uh, as right, a way yeah. to kind of pad it out and give it a more linear, more city-based theme as opposed to the the Italian cut of the movie which is obviously more more based in the, the East Indies uh, rather than anything else which I mean once again there was a lot of that going on at the time this is why it's so difficult to yep. find um, full versions of certain movies especially from that time period is that there were so many cuts going around it was that it was a kind of Corman approach of releasing movies if you release a movie and it doesn't hit then trim the ending off or change the ending and exactly. release exactly the same movie with a different name uh, and, yep. and might hit the second time uh, and Zombie zombie Holocaust for the most part takes a bit of time to kick off but when it does kick off <laughs> it gets a bit crazy just a bit yeah I think um, what I love about this movie is because I, like, I was watching it first time I'd seen it in ages um, we were speaking about this off the air. Both the movies we're talking about tonight, I have the Blu-rays for. Both have been released by AT Films, which means that later on in the year, I'll be covering both these movies again, but doing it with the, the more kind of the bonus solo episode sort of angle that I've been uh, kind of pivoting w- with that show format. But as many years since I've seen this movie, and I actually think that maybe both these movies were VHS or VHS rips, so we're talking like maybe early 2000s for me and I had forgotten um, a lot about this movie except I remember very vivid, very vividly uh, Ian McCulloch was pretty amazing in the movie um, yeah. and Donald O'Brien as a, yeah. the, the, the butcher doctor was kind of amazing as well but I couldn't really remember much I couldn't remember there being as much T and A and male, male schlong just <laughs> strewn in this movie. The, the nudity count is ridiculous. Just, like, there's a scene where they walk into uh, the, the kind of abandoned church stroke mad surgery yeah. place where there's just a row of guys hanging upside down and there's just cock and balls, like, 
Defying gravity. <laughs> and it's just as so 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 strange that it, it is. It kind of reminds me as well as those kind of um, Italian Nazi sexploitation movies, which just had an abundance of nudity in them uh, for for a bit of titillation. But it's not used as titillation here. It's just look. Naked men, um, as far as the eye can see, <laughs> and, and like so, the nudity kit was like, but so I was watching it anyway, and the cannibals kick in, and I and you're like, you're maybe about closer to 50 minutes before you see your first zombie yeah. in this movie, and I was yeah. starting to doubt my memory of the movie, Ricky. I was like, that is this like ironically named Zombie Holocaust? Like, I, like, is there some? Is, is this one of these things where they named it zombie just to get people to watch it? Because I, I, there's no zombies in this movie, and then all of a sudden, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, zombies. so so you get the whole setup of like Cannibal Holocaust, where our our people we're following, our main characters are being attacked. So you're like, okay, they're done because what can they do against cannibals? Then all of a sudden, all the cannibals stop because there's a zombie standing there looking at them. So the cannibals just get up and run off. So that's that's your introduction to the first zombie in this movie. So we're already all the way to the point of these people being killed off by cannibals mm-hmm. before you even see a zombie. So now you were talking about the the Doctor Butcher cut, which is what I'm more familiar with because that's what it was over here early on. Um, Roy Frumkus was the one that was hired to throw the extra footage on the front. Basically, it's a still shot of a zombie. Uh, it's a different. <laughs> It's just a, uh, you know, you're talking about adding all these extra scenes. Not really. I mean, it's it's a different opening for the credits, but it just shows some still shots of some of the zombies you see later on, and a a night skyline of a city is really the only difference. <laughs> ah, right, right, of course, yeah. And they did a better job of editing, so they took a lot of stuff out that you just didn't need. And you're talking about the soundtrack, you know, early on. Mm-hmm. They went back and added even more synthetic <laughs> soundtrack to it. So, I mean, there's there's things going on when there's absolutely no reason for it to. Matter of fact, there's even parts where the dialogue is completely out of it, and people are still talking to each other, and it's just soundtrack. <laughs> <laughs> That's how it was hard. So it's, it, it's a it's a little different cut, but the runtime is almost the same. Both you can watch both versions on YouTube. Ah, now that's quite cool because um, I would be keen to the the cut that's on the eighty eight films one I believe is the Italian cut, but yeah. the, you're very similar to what you're talking about the opening credits. It, it's one of those things where you're like, is the is the movie? Yeah, I always get worried when a movie starts and it's just a still shot with credits running over it and you're like really what's going on here (laughs) and that to me is like no one has thought how to do credits in this movie and it's kind of like as you mentioned the city of the living dead uh, earlier on it's kind of like the end of the city of the living dead it's like that (laughs) we don't know what what we're doing so we'll just pretend (laughs) the screen cracks uh, the end. The end. Yeah, uh, it's kind of like the it's kind of like the city of the living dead in reverse for the opening here. It's just like a still shot of a city skyline, which has no meaning at all. Out with yeah, right. we're starting in the city. Um, but what what we have here is we have um, these these scientists and a journalist who uh, decide that they're, they come across some evidence of maybe cannibalism, maybe, um, in the big city, which leads them to go on a, an expedition to the, the, the Cindy's. And then um, from there, 
make the acquaintance of a Dr. Obero, uh, aka Dr. Butcher. Um, obviously not called Dr. Butcher because that would throw up suspicion straight away, Ricky. Um, <laughs> just saying. Um, but they, they meet up with him. He gives them his very trusty handy guide uh, who's going to take them to this particular island. And um, the guide claims at first that he's taking them to the wrong island when it's actually the right island. Um, and yeah, they're attacked by this swarm of cannibals who inhabit said island. And yeah, they, they managed to escape barely. And then Dr. Obero's like, listen, guys, you just listen, just go back to your boat and leave. I'll send my guideway and all the rest. And of course, uh, Dr. Peter Chandler's like, something's fishy here. I uh, want to do a bit of investigation. And right enough, he finds out that uh, this doctor here is creating zombies uh, out of the indigenous people. And uh, Peter Chandler's deciding that he's going to take them down. And on the side of that, because we need more story in this story, uh, we we have, uh, is it Laurie's? Laurie's the one who gets kidnapped and then maybe she's their queen? Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, something, who, who knows? It's never really explained. It's never explained. <laughs> they don't even I mean, don't explain it at all. Uh, they don't. And that's the beauty of it. <laughs> <laughs> you make up your own decision, folks. That's the beauty of this film. It can be whatever you want it to be. <laughs> yeah, it's so strange, but she ultimately manages to help um, save Chandler, who's pretty much saving himself by this point. Um, yeah. es- escape the doctor and bring down this evil scheme. And then, <laughs> yeah, they're on the island and at the end. And <laughs> what? Stuff's burning You've done and... the best job of trying to describe this movie I've ever heard anybody try. It's, yeah, it's, it's just, it's, 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 it's very much like you said, Ricky. It feels like there's a good couple of different stories all mashed in here. Yeah. And it'll take a bit of column A, a bit of column B, a bit of column C. And we'll put it together and we'll put this super dramatic synth score over the top. And it's just, it's tonally weird in that it's doing all the dramatic stuff where absolutely nothing is happening dramatic. Um, and yeah, we're going to have. Yeah, it's just it's so so it's so weird, and at the same time just riveting. You cannot. The one thing about this movie is you cannot take your eyes off the screen because you, you think if I blink here, there is a good chance I'm going to miss something. Maybe right. which, True. yeah, maybe something that connects all the dots. And no, no, you no. <laughs> oh, but I have to I have to come to its defend a little bit because again, what makes this movie work? Why do I love it so much? Well, it's every Italian genre wrapped up into one crazy movie because the movie opens – the opening scene of the real scene is you have – basically it starts off like a giallo. you got a guy coming in with gloves and a, and a trench coat, shadowy figure, and he's cutting a hand off a corpse. Yep. That's the way the movie starts. It really has nothing to do with anything else in the movie. Nope. Nope. <laughs> but There's another movie going on in the background. Ricky right. of this guy that's like <laughs> mutilating corpses and yeah that's a different movie that's a movie for another time yeah. but I have to say the the reasons to watch and I don't know how far you want to get into stepping through the movie but there's a scene where they kind of figure out what's going on it's all happening in this hospital mm-hmm. so they're noticing these bodies are being opened up and like their hearts are missing which doesn't make any sense because we just saw a hand cut off earlier which <laughs> makes like I said just didn't make any sense is, is it just a cannibal that's just, you know, needing a snack here and there? <laughs> you know? mm-hmm. So that's what we're trying to figure out. But 
they catch this one guy in the act, which is phenomenal. Yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> this nurse comes into this one and sees a blood puddle, and she kind of steps on it. She op- she pulls the, the, the sheet back because the body's covered up. And, of course, it's been ripped open. The heart's out. I want you to stop the film at this point and just watch this girl scream because it's un it's it's so unreal. <laughs> the, I don't know who they decided to overdub because they're like I, there's no way somebody said oh yeah that's good because <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, it sounds like two pieces of a screen that were just like clipped together. It's oh, almost yeah. like it even has an interruption in it when she's screaming and it just turns into another scream. Uh, it's classic. <laughs> Yeah, it's, but, like, here's a question I just want to very quickly ask before you jump ahead, though. Like, they, they make reference in this movie to uh, another cannibal movie um, by way of the, the terminology. So Anthropopicus is mentioned yep. as a yep, term absolutely. in this movie, which is also, like, same year, um, cannibal movie. Now, yep. Anthropopicus is a grim movie. Like, there, there are a couple mm-hmm. of, like, very grim scenes in that. But I think Zombie Holocaust has it bested in gore. Anthropopicus is banned in the UK. Video Nasties list with a motherfucking bullet. Uh, Zombie Holocaust, not touched. Right. What was going on in the UK, people? (laughs) Yeah, it's it's mind-boggling as far as that goes. Well, maybe it's because of this next scene. (laughs) Not necessarily the next scene. So if you folks are on YouTube or whatever watching this movie, go to about 12 minutes in. Because this is worth the price of admission. Admission. You haven't even gotten to the zombies or the even cannibals yet. <laughs> they catch this dude in the hospital, right? They've set up this corpse. I don't know how you... <laughs> hey, we'll set a corpse out here in the hallway yeah, and we'll find operation. out who this guy is. <laughs> and, uh, so they catch the guy. And they've got him there. They're calling the cops and they're holding him. He looks to a window like he's going to jump out the window. So he breaks loose, he jumps out the window, but it's not outside. <laughs> yep. He falls down a stairwell, and when his body hits the ground, which it's obviously a mannequin, the arm pops off and flies a good four or five feet away from the body. Yep. They leave it in the movie. <laughs> yep. No one's cutting that out, Ricky. No one's cutting that out. This director's like that. You know what? I love the end of a little movie called Canning Tales. It's great. Someone falls down an elevator shaft. It's a dummy. It's awesome. We will do an homage to that by throwing someone down a stairwell. And he's I mean, just the fact off. that the arm completely pops off the mannequin, and then they do a close-up scene. The guy, of course, his arm's back on. It's, yeah. it's just magic, folks. That's that's movie magic. That's how that's how that's how you make movies in Italy. I, I don't know about the rest of the world. We shun you when we make our movies in Italy. We will do what we want when we want. Um, and you will watch it and not question it. Uh, but yeah, you're right. It's like, but it is it's such that whole opening. Well, you're talking twelve minutes. It's right. a while before they, they decide to go on a little expedition. But right. it's like it's a different movie. It's it really. It's I, a loose I wonder about that, that connects too. It. it is a very. I, loose I almost thread. wonder if they were planning on shooting a different style movie and then this just happened to work and they ran out of money and just put it all in one movie because it really feels that way yeah it it feels as tonally weird but yeah to its credit very much like you say it's it's a it's a bit of everything it's a bit of everything thrown in here um when we talk about the zombies as well they obviously didn't they couldn't command a a filchy budget which even then filchy's budgets were not huge but they couldn't command a filchy budget but they try 
to get some of that yeah. gnarly filchiness in when they're on the island and um, uh, Laurie is going to bed she's tired she's just arrived she wants a little lie down and uh, yeah just strips off and just like struts throughout the room naked because no you, problem there no problem at all puts on a t-shirt which barely covers anything from the waist down and that's all she's wearing she's like she is she is going commando for your pleasure and uh, she walks <laughs> she walks over the bed pulls the sheets back and we get a filchy-esque zombie head which does not resemble any head in the rest of the movie so it's all like gnarly and the maggots are coming out the eyes and all the rest and I saw that and I was like that I was like well, maybe this like once again recollection is starting to drip in I'm like maybe Maybe this is a bit gnarlier than I remember. No, because when we meet the zombies, it is like you said, it's like someone has had access to some mud and some clay and they've kind of mixed it together and they have smeared it, maybe using like one of those trowels that they use in the garden on their face and that's your zombie one and come in and here's some more paste and we'll do zombie two. Like, and yeah, the zombies look not great, but... I, there, I have a soft spot for Italian right. zombies. I really do. I think they stick to the whole slow-moving, kind of uh, Romero-esque zombie style, but they're just far more vicious. <laughs> like, see if a zombie gets mm-hmm. you in an Italian horror movie, um, it's not just the insides that are coming out. They usually go for, like, an eye or, so, <laughs> or yeah. something. Which yeah. brings me to the cannibal points. Like, there is a scene here where they eviscerate <laughs> the photographer's friend. Like, yeah. like knife goes in, cuts him down, and I'm like, I was watching it going, that's kind of, that's kind of bloody. And then a character gets his two fingers right in the eye sockets. <laughs> he, he does a Three Stooges on him, right? Yeah, like, <laughs> just... <laughs> right in the eyes. Eyes come out. Next time we see this character, he is two hollow holes <laughs> where his eyeballs just to be gone. They're got, they're taking it. And I, I saw that. I was like that. Yeah, this movie's nasty at times. Like, really, really, really nasty. When they go for it, they really go for it. And I kind of love that. I kind of love that the, there is a commitment there, even though some of the other aspects of the movie might be slightly cheesy, that when they have to do a bit of blood, a bit of viscera, a bit of gore, and some uh, mutilation of a corpse, they go for it. Yeah, and absolutely. It, it does it makes it stand out. Now, the premise, I kind of love and that Dr. Butcher wants to prolong life for humans by at least another hundred years. The solution to that is by removing the brain from one body and putting it in a younger body. And I was the thing is, though, I was watching this going, this is ridiculous, this is so over the top. And then it made me think, there is a certain movie in the horror genre that is up for Oscar consideration this year that is the same premise. Get Out is exactly, <laughs> exactly the same premise. We will remove yeah. the brain from one body and we will transfer it to another body, thus giving you prolonged life. And I was like, wait one sec. Jordan Peele, did you watch Zombie Holocaust? <laughs> of course he did. Of course he did. I, I kind of <laughs> I kind of love it, but I kind of love that we went from, this is kind of cheesy and kind of, you know, weird and all the rest to... Nominated for an Oscar in the best movie the, category. Yeah, yeah. It, it's kind of awesome. I, I like how far we've come, Ricky. That's what I'm trying to say. I the, like how far we've the come. The best way to describe the Italian horror flicks are they are the, the absolute best at ripping you off and then doing it first. <laughs> they are. <laughs> I mean, 
it's the truth. They're the best at ripping off an idea, but putting their own twist to it, and then we just rip it off for the next 20 years or so. That's, I mean, that's fast-moving zombies. Sorry, that came from demons. That's yep. where it came from. Yep. I mean, <laughs> I mean, look at, you know, Green Inferno. Sorry, Diodato. The, yep. the, all the, your, you know, your live movies, all your reality TV shows. I mean, zombie, uh, Cannibal Holocaust. There yeah. you go. Yeah. It's the, uh, it's, yeah, uh, it's so, so strange how they did that. And like you say, it's usually off the back, of, it's usually off the back of an American idea for the most part, or a, yeah. a British idea. I mean, like Argento himself, like, uh, or even Bava to an extent, if you watch something like The Whip in the Body, or sure. uh, if you watch uh, Black Sabbath or uh, Black Sunday heavily influenced by Hammer Horror. I mean, that's the yeah. look, that's this, their take on Hammer Horror. And then you move into the, the jolly stuff, heavily influenced by Hitchcock. Um, or, or, you know, Agatha Christie. And we, we flow through, and then they start putting their own twists, and then before you know it, you've got Bay of Blood, and then Americans right. are like, right, we're going to do Friday the 13th, and then we're going to build this whole kind of slasher genre out of an idea which has come from an Italian ripping off yep. an American idea. It's so it's so funny, but I, that's what I love about that's what I love about the Italian versions of things in particular. Absolutely, absolutely. They, they, they don't just rip off an idea. It's they take an idea and they put a goofy or, or like a really surreal sort of bent to it, and like you end up and it's so weird. Like we did recently um, a poll on the page uh, looking at. Um, what was considered like I, I put this tough question I was like what's what's your favourite version of this movie is it Zombie Flesh Eaters or is it Dawn of the Dead and it was really really weird like on the Facebook group page as a given as you would expect Dawn of the Dead just got more votes but the people that wrote in the people that took time to write their justification of those people 90% went for Zombie Flesh Eaters True. It's, it's, it's like that. It, it, what it came down to was, yeah, yeah, the movies are very similar, but when you watch Zombie Flesh Eaters, it's just more fun. There's just more, like, there's just, it's not as heady, it's not as, you know, trying to make a social uh, point exactly. or anything like that. It, what it does is yeah. it's like that. You want a zombie movie, here's a zombie movie. You want to see something give me the mo- give, Yeah, give me the money shots, exactly. And that's what I it mean, does. So, and that's Italian uh, horror in a nutshell. Well, I mean, even think of the logic behind it. You got. Dawn of the Dead, classic. Zombie gets his head cut off by a helicopter. <laughs> then you got zombie, where you got a zombie fighting a shark. Yeah. And a woman getting her eyeball poked out. You know. <laughs> I mean, it's just a totally different playing field. Yeah. Sure, it came from, from Dawn of the Dead, but man, yeah, I think the story was is even Romero when he saw Fulci's film, he was like, "Holy crap!" <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's it's like yeah, it's like. It's, it's, it's like an escalation. It's like, you know, it's weird. I can imagine, like, um, I can imagine R- Romero being slightly concerned about his movie his movie maybe being censored or maybe... Be- and in Italy, they, did, like, didn't care. It's like they didn't care. It's like even if, an, if a movie got censored in Italy, the uncut ver- the cut version that came out would still be more gnarly than anything you were seeing anywhere else. Um, right. It just operated on a completely different level, and Zombie Holocaust, like I think, benefits from its its forefathers, its uh, the the sure. templates that that are there before. It benefits from the fact that you know a movie like Cannibal Holocaust exists. It benefits from the fact that you know 
all these jelly have been out and maybe run the course and now are no longer popular that you can start to incorporate some of that in and then go somewhere else to the relief of the audience who were kind of tired of that genre by then um, but you know it, it benefits from the fact that Zombie Flesh Eaters has been out and become this huge success and you know we're, yeah. we're changing the direction of where we're going to go with these movies and it, it's benefited from the fact that you have a machine, a monstrous machine of movie making in Italy, which is just like there's so many scripts flying around. There are so many directors looking for work. There are so many uh, musicians writing so much music that could be taken anywhere and put in anything. And you have a ton of very, very cheap to rent genre actors and actresses, both from the yep. UK and America and Italy and Germany, that are all located in Italy at that time period. That is almost like walking through a large supermarket with a giant shopping basket that you can just pick. You can pick some of this, and you know what's, uh, you know what what someone like uh, Morricone doing just now. Oh, he's not busy just now. We'll get him on board, and uh, right. you know, like, let's let's get what, what's Argento doing. Argento's not doing anything, right? He can executively produce this movie, and uh, who else can we bring in? Oh, you know. Uh, who's who's like Ian McCulloch's not doing anything we, well he can be you know all, all these it's, it's literally this weird fertile ground where not only are the directors themselves pumping out about two three movies in different genres all within the same year but you have the same actors the same cast the you yep. know the same crew behind the scenes just jumping from project to project like a well oiled machine that these movies don't take long to make um, they don't cost a lot of money and yeah maybe in some respects it suffers like suffers from being a wholly unique project but I guarantee there are lots of movies out there that are maybe better constructed and better acted that don't have the, the kind of blind enjoyment and love of a movie like Zombie Holocaust which you sit right. and you watch it and you just I had a fucking hoot watching this movie I, I, I was yeah. sitting smiling from ear to ear and like remembering bits as they were coming up and going oh no this is the bit where he cuts the, 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 the harnesses on him and cuts that guy's throat and sure enough it happens and why has the doctor got a gun but not shooting anyone? And you know, just like so, so awesome that it's just on pure entertainment alone. These movies are five star movies. You know that you just like you like, and that's the weird thing about it. You sit and you watch, and I, I do, I find myself smiling, and I know for a fact that just like you say, like there are a whole new crop of horror fans out there just now that are getting into horror and all the rest. And I think it would be a tough sell for me and you to sit down and say watch Zombie Holocaust. Um, it's easier yeah. to do the watch this scene or watch this scene without context and then hope they go and check them out. But if you grew up with them, if you grew up watching these movies being passed around in the UK as CD rip copies on a VHS with terrible quality, you know, a, a graininess which, uh, which is like even more powerful than the, the original runs of the movies themselves uh, drive-ins right. you, you sit and you watch there's just a, there's a love that I carry from from watching these movies that just you know it, it almost transcends time because here I am some potentially 15, 16 years from seeing Zombie Holocaust for the first time and if anything I dig it more than I did back then <laughs> it's just yeah. so yeah. weird 
Yeah. Well, again, you see the influence. You see where these ideas come out, and you go, wait a minute. <laughs> yeah. I've seen this before. This came out of this movie. So, and that's the thing about this movie. I mean, again, what makes it so cool? It's the combination of everything. You get the giallo kind of opening. You got the mad scientist kind of thing. You've got the cannibalism thing, which was hot, like you said. And then the zombie thing. Man, this thing is such a zombie flick. The story is still Fulci zombie. Yeah. The producer <laughs> of zombie put this thing together. The locations. Did you ever notice that the white building that the doctor is in yeah. is the same building that's in zombie? Yeah. Did you notice his helper is the same helper that was in zombie? Oh, yes. I mean, it's like... <laughs> You know, it's it's all the same thing. Ian McCulloch, hello, what was he in? Yeah, huh, zombie. Wow. Do you think Ian, do you think Ian McCulloch was like maybe halfway through filming this and forgetting what movie he was doing? It was like that. I've been right. on. I feel like I've been making this movie for a year. No, it's a different we're going movie. Back in that <laughs> we're going back in that building again and setting everything on fire again. Yeah. <laughs> Except close. instead of zombies coming through, it's gonna be naked dudes with their slongs flying around. Oh, <laughs> That's gonna man. be the big difference. So much <laughs> dick in this movie. Like the penis count is ridiculous. Uh, it's like, as uh, it's, it's kind of uh, once again, I kind of I, I dig their authenticity because if this was an American-made movie, that those um, those pouches that they wear in the front would be meticulously strapped and there would be right. not a slippage in sight. And in this movie, though, if it falls out, it falls out. Just keep rolling. Um, <laughs> did you not see earlier on a dummy's arm flew off and we kept it in the movie? Uh, so, I, yeah, I, I, I love it so much. The score is the last thing I kind of really want to talk about. Um, yeah. It's funny you mentioned about them just, like, using more of it and then more of it. Uh, it is so overbearing. But I kind of love it as well. I, I mean, it's a, it's a entirely far too dramatic score at the start of this episode. It's almost like watching Suspiria. You're like that. What's going on? <laughs> why, am <I> being, <laughs> why am I being shouted at with since? Um, but it, you know, it, it carries those themes throughout the movie. This motif that keeps coming back, which I kind of love. Once right. again, very zombie, very zombie. Mm -hmm. um, it keeps going through, but it's generally i mean when you think of zombie <laughs> zombie flesh eaters kind of copying off the back of a uh, you know dawn of the dead which is like really one of the first zombie movies to start utilizing a heavy synth based score um yeah. <clears throat> to carry through but you you watching this movie again you would expect especially for the first half of this movie to have more of a you know a kind of a Rizzotelloni uh, sort of uh, cannibal holocaust based right. mondo score you know with lots of instrumentation and strings and all the rest and it's like no sense sense mm -hmm. and you know what more sense and yeah you, you get in touch sense and some more <laughs> sense from and like front I said you check out the back. Dr. Butcher version it's even more <laughs> I kind of love that though it's, it's zany and it just goes with it there's something erratic about the score that just kind of goes with the, the kind of mental nature of the movie um, and it does it ramps up tension in bits where I don't think there's anything happening at all that needs that tension and then at times it kind of backs off when we're getting some gnarly gore on the screen and it kind of puts you on edge in a good way and it adds to that atmosphere that the movie accidentally creates. I don't think for one second much of what this movie manages to achieve is on purpose. I think realistically most of it is likely to be in the case of, you know, it's an accidental mishap that leads to greatness and I kind of, once again, it's another reason to kind of dig on this movie is it wears its flaws 
in front of itself, yeah. like loud and proud. And you just have to get on board with it. If you know, it's like movies of of a, of a certain era and a certain generation when all of a sudden, in the corner, Mister Boom Mike would appear. If you know, if that's enough to <laughs> take you out the movie, then you should be watching right. the movie. Um, yeah, I kind of kind of love it about that as well. Um, is there anything else you want to say about Zombie Holocaust before we assign that grade, sir? Well, you know, you just kind of nailed. I think the reason you and I are on the same page with this stuff because. It's kind of like going from, just a good example, from being addicted to sugar and then jumping straight to heroin. Yeah. <laughs> I think this movie is kind of that way because it's not one – you kind of have to be educated throughout the process of what the Italians were doing to get to the level of enjoying a movie like this because you put all that stuff aside, all the bad acting, the, the cheapness of the movie because you're looking at that original idea that stands out uh, from the fact of – where else are you going to see a zombie get his head made out, made into mush by an outboard motor boat, you know, a boat motor? They just pull it off and just, you know, basically parade it right there on the beach. From that to the girl being kidnapped for no reason whatsoever, she runs outside and gets picked up by the cannibals. They take her back, and she's being yelled at by some dude wearing Ace Frehley makeup. And, uh, <laughs> you know, it's just... It's just the weirdest thing, man. But it's just, it's beautiful. Uh, the, my exposure to this film, I'll, get, I'll make it real quick. I was the horror guy in school. Mm-hmm. These girls, this is about 84, these girls wanted to have a sleepover one night, and they wanted me to find them a couple of movies on VHS. Well, I had a Betamax player, so I had to find movies that were on Betamax. I picked Phantasm, oh, nice. which, which I was always, you know, I'm such a diehard fan. I said, well, they might dig this. And then... I just looked around, and this is back when you know movies were kind of scarce, and I saw this Dr. Butcher MD. Yeah. And the reason I picked it is because the artwork, to me, at a young age, at 12 years old or whatever, looked very similar to Phantasm. Mm-hmm. I, I've always been so drawn to that Phantasm artwork. So I picked this movie, and wow, we got Dr. Butcher MD <laughs> for these girls to watch. And... uh I was never asked to find movies for them again. <laughs> How trippy was that weekend for you then? Honestly, because both those movies like are like Phantasm is a trip and a half, and then to yeah. go from that into to Doctor Butcher MD where things are just disjointed and it's a lot exactly. a lot of corpse reanimation that that weekend i think <laughs> tons, of, tons of nudity yep. uh you know just the whole shebang of this movie i mean people eating people the zombies the i mean just wacko so i mean uh, that that's my exposure to this film and i i still love it to this day fantastic absolutely phenomenal absolutely phenomenal so ricky you are well aware that we we have an easier job than a lot of people. A lot of people that do the old let's do technical grades are going to get really deep here and you know judge it on on things which I think are maybe unfair in this day and age. We don't have to worry about that because Netflix <laughs> grades it just it's how it makes you feel, man. It's, it's the hippie yeah. version of of grading, uh, very hippy dippy. Uh, it's just how it makes you feel, man. So uh, it's one through five. One is hated it. Two is didn't like it. Three is liked it. Four is really liked it. And five is loved it. What are you thinking about a Netflix grade for a little movie called Zombie Holocaust? For me personally, I have to give it a four. Yep. Because 
because I pretty much can watch this anytime. Now, is it top shelf me? No, but it's definitely one that I can pull out and enjoy from time to time. Yep, I'm 100% with you. It's for I really like this movie. I, I can't say I love it um, right. because like there are a couple of things that just get, maybe knock it down a little bit, but you're having an absolute blast when Zombie yep. Holocaust goes in in your Blu-ray player or when you switch on your computer or sit down and watch this one. You're, you're, you're having a ball. Um, and I think yep. that's what's awesome about a lot of these movies from this time frame and the, from this region of the world is that, you know, they might not be packing the, the, the greatest of credentials, but what they are is entertaining as all get out. And what do you want when you sit down and watch a movie which has uh, zombies, cannibals, um, and all the rest, <laughs> and mad doctors? I tell you what I want, I want to be entertained, and this movie delivers in speeds. Right, um, that is our first movie <laughs> review. We are we are going for the far more normal, linear, <laughs> sensible movie next. Uh, yeah, <laughs> uh, strap yourselves in for this one, ladies and gents. Uh, we're going to take another break. You're going to hear promos for shows that I love. You're going to hear the trailer for a little movie called Burial Ground, a.k.a. The Nights of Terror from 1981. Myself and Ricky coming back to discuss that movie and a whole lot more right after this. Hey everybody, this is Tim Dorn. My name is Gareth Evans. Hi, I'm Nacho Vigalondo, director of Time Crimes and Open Windows. Hey, this is Graham Skipper. Hola, soy Macarena Gomez. Hello, this is number one New York Times bestselling author Scott Sigler. Yo, monkeys, it's me, D-D-P. And you are listening to The Little Pod. Of Horrors. Which, as you know, is the best damn idea since premarital sex on Halloween. Jason Voorhees! It'll make you come hard. And that's not a bad thing. That monkey is a good thing. Bam! You can find The Little Pot of Horrors on simplysyndicated.com and on iTunes. Ah! Ah! 
Welcome back. Uh, Lenotti del Terrore, <laughs> um, aka The Knights of Terror or Burial Ground from 1981. You've just heard the trailer. And I'm joined, of course, by my good friend Ricky, and we're going to take a look at this <laughs> class, this movie. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Oh, this movie, man. <laughs> what a fucking. What a hit. What a hit. I was, I was giggling. Like a schoolgirl watching this last oh, night. Yeah. I thought this was. It's so long since I watched this. And it's funny, we mentioned off air, there is a weird sort of reverence that is, in the last couple of years anyway, especially in the last year, that seems to have popped up for this movie. I'm going to assume because it's come out on Blu ray uh, in both the UK and the States in the last year and a half um, that this has happened and people had not seen this before. That's my right. that's my guess. It's my only guess. Um, Peter Bark has this <laughs> weird fan club now, which kind of <laughs> blows my mind. His visage you can buy it on t-shirts now. That one of them in the bed with the covers up is just this weird. And the amount of memes I have seen with that in the last year, it's right. it's, it's having a cultural impact. If this movie came out today, Ricky. Um, and it was doing what it's doing just now. Kids would be saying that shit's gone viral. Um, yeah, it's right. just taken thirty odd years for it to go viral. Uh, so I believe this is the epitome of what they call a cult movie. Um, yep, because uh, it came out to very little fanfare, uh, kind of disappeared, not from full public sight, but kind of went away for a wee while, and is being rediscovered. Uh, by new generations and uh, heralded as a trip and a hoot, uh, which it very much is. Uh, the movie is directed by Andre Bianchi or Bianchi, um, yeah, and uh, stars Carnwell, uh, Gilliucci, Cherizzi, uh, Simone Matoli, uh, Antonella Antonio. This uh, see this. Damn you, Ricky Morgan. Uh, <laughs> Roberto Caparoli, 
Pietro Barzonecci, aka Peter Bart, we like that one. Uh, Claudio Zonecci, uh, Anna Balenti, uh, and other folks. Let's not let's not do that. I'm going to give myself an annual. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to pronounce these. Oh my! Bianchi, this... man, Bianchi. I mean, the guy that gave us "Strip Nude for Your Killer." I love that I mean... movie. I, I, I read. I redeclared my love for that movie last year. Uh, right. watching it with I think it was Court Psyops for the 70s shows and I remember I mean, like I remember the first time I saw it I was like didn't really like it and then watched it last year and I was like that oh, why have I not why have I waited through my life so long thinking I didn't like this movie and don't forget the the ever popular movie he made called Cry of the Prostitute <laughs> I am still to see Cry of the Prostitute yeah I don't okay. I, 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 I get a feeling I get a feeling it's a weepy I uh, may need to bring. Uh, may need to bring. It's a heart. It's a heartbreaker. <laughs> <laughs> the synopsis for Burial Ground is a professor opens a crypt and reanimates rotten zombies, as opposed to clean zombies. Uh, <laughs> the zombies attack a jet set group, uh, which is celebrating a party in a villa nearby. Um, yeah, this fucking movie, man. Oh. So uh, this movie's awesome. Let, let's just get that. Let's just get this out of the way. Um, if you thought Zombie Holocaust was entertaining, you ain't seen nothing yet. This movie is just bananas. It's like abs- yeah. I am almost on the point where that synopsis is right, but it I could just the movie at all. Yeah, I, I, I could literally say. Uh, some people stumble on a house uh, where they decide to spend the night and they're attacked by zombies for no reason at all. And that would still be as accurate a synopsis. <laughs> this movie defies, almost defies categorization because it is a zombie movie, yes. And it's a zombie movie in the, the grand sense of zombie movies. But there is so much else happening in this movie. Oh, yeah. Which almost is the... I was going to say... Is, the weird bit of this movie is not the zombies, it's not the dead coming back alive because of an ancient curse at all. The weird bit of this movie is the the mother-son relationship going on here, <laughs> cool. which is oh. uncomfortable to levels that I could not remember. I remember him, yeah. I remember the, the infamous scene of him biting the nipple off. I rem- that's right. like, it's ingrained in my memory. I remember that. Yeah. You sent me a message before I watched this, though, saying that you were watching it back... <laughs> And you forgot how uncomfortable the scene is where he basically tries to finger his mother. And I was like, yeah. that, that doesn't happen in this movie. I was like, literally reading your message got that. Ricky's just being silly. He's just trying to ramp up the nonsense ahead of this. No, that happens in the movie. And when it happened, <laughs> I the laughter could be heard by my neighbours. It was a deep, rumbling, rolling belly laugh of... What the f- and why does this kid look like a 50-year-old widower? Because he's twenty four. <laughs> Is he twenty four? He's twenty four years old at this. You know, the thing was was, uh, and this is again that that brilliant Italian thing where, you know, reading the script, going, you know, this might be pushing some buttons here. I don't think we can have a little kid doing this tomorrow. Oh, let's instead of cutting it out, well, we'll just get somebody older to do it. That will that that'll make it look normal. <laughs> that, be, that won't be weird at all. I mean, he, does, he looks like he looks older than twenty four. I'll give him that. He's, he's like 24 somewhere around in there and of course he looks just like a miniature Dario Gento I mean it's just the weirdest, <laughs> it's just the weirdest I, thing I would call him mini me 
Mini oh, Dario. <laughs> Mini Dario. Oh, that's the guy. He's like, he, like, like, there's an assassin on the loose trying to kill Dario Argento, and, and Peter Bark's been put out in his stead. <laughs> like, like, <laughs> like some sort of Saddam Hussein clone uh, right. to, to take out. Like, Tell on TV. <laughs> 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 he does the hair. It's the hair. It's the hair and the worry lines. Like whenever yeah. he's like scared he wrinkles up his forehead and there are more wrinkles and worry lines there it kind of reminds me the Simpsons did that great there was a great scene where they used Luke Perry um, from Beverly Hills 90210 yeah. and he's at an award ceremony and he walks past and he smiles and when he smiles he ages 40 years um, <laughs> and that's kind of this is Peter Bart like that's that's what he's like um, yeah. so yeah I suppose Right, the movie starts off with this professor talking to himself, um, as you do when you're by yourself. I've discovered the most incredible thing! (laughs) Have you? (laughs) Um, I'm fairly sure that what you've discovered is a curse which will blight the planet. Um, So yeah, so he removes this stone tablet which um, releases an evil prophecy. Um, upon the upon the world, which basically reanimates all the corpses in the surrounding area, uh, brings them back as as more Fulci esque zombies in this one. Um, yeah, that they're far well, more can. in that camp. <laughs> yeah, uh, definitely. That you can. I think we're safe to see here that zombie flesh eaters may have been an influence in this movie, uh, Ricky. <laughs> uh, just maybe. Uh, so yeah. So this happens. Meanwhile, in a nearby mansion, uh, three couples. Um, are mm-hmm. a, a villa for some reason they've decided to all hire a giant villa yeah. this is before a Airbnb um, so uh, I'm fairly sure the TripAdvisor scores were low after the zombies came um, you know looked exactly <laughs> like did in photos except zombies um, two stars uh, but <laughs> <laughs> so yes they're in there and then the zombies lay siege to this now I will give burial ground instant credit here and that this movie doth not fuck around when it comes to how long it takes for the zombies to start munching on people um right it's before half an hour into this movie which means you get a good hour of zombie stalking uh deaths um and and some surprises this movie That's the best word for this movie. Surprises. <laughs> this movie got like there are certain characters that you would assume would survive, and FYI, oh. no one survives this movie. So that's ballsy. Just some of the lines, though, man. I mean, the third line in the movie, when he's down there and he's knocking away at the tablet or whatever, and a zombie comes up to him and he goes, "No, stand back. I'm your friend." <laughs> it's like. That's what you're in for, folks. That's yep. the kind of movie this is. Yeah, it's like it's like you're making first contact with a zombie, not an alien. This is not ET. This is not ET. Same year, I think, but not. I think yeah, yeah. I think eighty one might be eight one eighty two is ET. Um, same year, but not the same thing. That this zombie does not want to phone home. This zombie wants to munch right. on your brains. There is a great scene um, in this one. We're going to jump around quite a lot because th- this movie we're talking about like you showing it to people and like showing them one-off scenes right where a uh, zombie holocaust has maybe a good five like standalone scenes that you could comfortably show someone to get them interested in watching this movie 
burial ground has like about 20. Easy, easy. <laughs> like 20 is being reserved on like the, the wackiness that of a standalone out of context clip you were showing someone would just blow their tiny little mind. Um, and what I love about this, there, there's a scene where the, the house is under siege by zombies and the guy finally discovers that if he gets him in the head, it puts yeah. him down. And then he just gets his shotgun and we just get to see close-up shots of about seven zombies' heads exploding. And I'm yeah. like that, yeah. Because that's an, a, a, it's a pet peeve in other movies of mine is they shoot one in the head and it goes down they're like, yes, well, it's like Independence Day. Send the word around the world. We'll found their weakness. And there's all these guys on Morse code. Da, 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 you know, like sending... Like, right. the, and this movie, they're like that. What do the people want to see? Well, they want to see, after that zombie gets shot in the head, they want to see it again. And again, right. and again. Because this is the <laughs> bit where people will rewind their VCR um, and play and rewind and play and rewind and play. So they give you about seven in a row. And I am applauding this movie. I'm standing up. I'm giving it the, the Shia LaBeouf cinema meme <laughs> applaud. I'm just like, yes, give me more of this. And the movie does. It really, really, really goes for it. Um, what it doesn't go for it is the physical fights, which are bad. Yeah. Like, really, really, yeah. really bad. Like, as in, <laughs> I, I, this has been maybe, maybe scripted or choreo uh, the choreography has maybe been done by someone involved with uh, the 18 TV series. <laughs> There's a whole <laughs> lot of hands missing faces, but connecting somehow um, or people being hit with large wooden rods or, or right. pillars um, but there's no impact at all because the guy's not right. swinging it hard enough um, so yeah I, th I think like if we bring it around so that's the basis of the movie is th these three couples need to survive this curse and um, it starts off in the mansion um, it takes them to a local chapel or monastery uh, and ends up in this like ruined oh, area where a guy's building models which look like they're made out of stone but only take two people to push them uh, which is kind of weird right. um, and that's like there's not a lot of is it like your kind of classic zombie siege movie um, if that's such a thing it is now uh, but it's just mental it's absolutely mental so um, yeah Little Michael, uh, our introduction to him is this very quiet, kind of shy, maybe mentally challenged, although it's, not, it's never really, they don't really put a, a, a label on it, but he, he's very clingy to his mother. Very, very clingy yeah, to his Yeah, I mother. mean, it's like they're passing him off as like he's eight or ten years old or something. I mean, he's supposed to be very, very young. Yeah. And it just doesn't, I mean, it, it really... It's kind of like the doorknobs in Suspiria being up high and stuff because it's supposed to be a, a kid's tale. So it just messes with your head. But this thing really does because you already know it's wrong. Yeah. It's like, is this just the guy? This this the only person they could find to play this role? <laughs> it's so, you know. so strange. An early scene, his mother, who is, to say that she's promiscu promiscuous would be an understatement. She goes into <laughs> her bedroom and then starts wearing someone else's underwear. As you do, <laughs> someone else's corset, and none of it fits her. There are nipples hanging out. The underwear doesn't quite fit right, but she is, goddamn it, she is going sexy. And then she just like the first guy that comes through the door is gonna get it. 
and then they start making the love I believe is what the kids call it these days um, and then her son just walks into the room starts peering on them and then walks in the room and then tries to maybe get involved um, and the mother's like no this is not happening uh, like get out of the room you strange little child uh, and he, he has this is this weird kind of sexual fascination with his mother beyond where most movies would try and take this. Um, right. Like, I mean, this is even weird for like a porn channel or something. This is weird for Italian <laughs> cinema. Like, and that's saying a lot. Uh, later on, <laughs> they're having a conversation and this is the one we mentioned earlier on where he makes reference, he's cuddling into his mother and he makes reference to having a very strong memory of his mother breastfeeding him, nursing him as a child. And while he's saying that, one trying to bury his head into his mother's exposed bosom, he's also putting his hand up her skirt. The mother yeah. has enough of this, and certainly this is the line that we shall not uh, cross, little Michael. Here, have a slap to thy face. Uh, and then little Michael but runs ha- off like Macaulay Culkin in Home Alone. Ah! <laughs> like, just like... The problem is, is how long she let it go on before, because she was like enjoying it there for a little bit. And then yep. it was like, oh, nope, that's where we stopped. I'm like, really? Yeah, that's no wonder the stopped. kid's confused. <laughs> like, if this is as far as the kid gets every time he does this, no wonder the kid's confused. Um, but yeah, so like they, they kill the kid off pretty quick. In fact, they go one yeah. step further, they don't just kill him off, they turn him into a zombie, which I think is a bold choice, but once again, this is yep. Italian horror, and they don't care about killing off kids, it's one of the reasons our cinema is so bitching. Um, but the, and it's actually, one, it's actually one of the other people staying there that kills him, remember, because she gets turned... Uh, yep. You know, she, she, they, she runs in there and sees her, like, eating his arm. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, but she, like, and she brutally kills her by banging her head off a, yeah. a, off the, the bathtub. Yeah. yeah, like, yeah. And viciously, she keeps doing it. But, yeah, yeah. like, it's the, it's the, there are a couple of, like, there are, I was going to say there's a couple of great scenes. There's a couple of great moments of, right, we're going to escalate the... The kind of zombie attack. One of them comes where a character's standing right beside a window and a hand comes through the window to grab her hair hmm. and, and pull her back. And I think that's is, is jarring to watch because you don't expect it. You think you're in the house, the doors are shut, you're safe just now. And we get this idea that no, well, no, if you stand beside a window, the zombie will still get you. I love that scene. I love the, right. the, the fact that, like you see, one of our main characters dies and Michael being maybe not smart enough to know that she is a zombie even though he's calling her name she's looking at him going ah, ah, and he's just like whatever her name is like we'll just say Je- Jessica Jessica ladies and she's ah. it's like there's nothing wrong with this this scenario at all um, and yes you get you, you're getting you're getting that when he's turned ultimately when his mother sees him later on even though he looks like a zombie he is doing the zombie noises. We yeah. knew that he was dead earlier on. Thus, his mum knows that she's a zombie. Um, <laughs> come on, I mean, she saw him earlier on. Although she has like some sort of mild mental breakdown after sure. seeing her son, she decides that she's going to breastfeed him and nurse him. Uh, at the yeah, because that's what you do. Yeah, yeah uh, you just take <laughs> out your whole nipple and thrust your son's mouth on it, and then he bites the fucking thing off. And it's gnarly yeah. looking as well. The effects are actually really well done here. 
um, in Bite Center, and uh, yeah, then then the rest of our characters. I actually thought we were gonna get, um, and it's just my my lack of remembrance here, a Ethiopi esque power tool death scene at the end, because mm-hmm. there's yeah. we, it, it, we don't get to see it really, but um, it does set up like a City of the Living Dead. Uh, mm-hmm. Bob scenario where that where that guy almost uh, that guy does sorry gets um, viciously chopped, um, but we it sets up that as well. Um, I've talked yeah. a lot, Ricky. Come come in here and and take some of the reins here. Talk about how mental well, this movie is. <laughs> this movie is so mental because some of the writing in it is so bizarre. So you were bringing up the fact earlier about the night that everybody arrives there. You've got the mom that's trying to get on one guy. The reason the zombies are coming to kill these people is not because Yahoo opened a grave. I think it's just from the all promiscuous stuff that's going on. Mm. <laughs> but uh, you can't deny the the line where the girl is getting dressed up in the in the sexy clothes and stuff, and she looks at her boyfriend or husband and says, "What do you think?" He goes, "You look just like a little whore." That's right. And I like that, that girl. <laughs> I forgot about that. It's, I mean that that right there is just. That's a scene you have to stop and show, and it's not anything. Yeah. And, uh, you know, she's she's not hard to look at. No, um, no, 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 no. And like you said, when the zombie breaks through the glass and grabs her, very reminiscent of zombie, of the, the eyeball scene, except instead of the eyeball, it's right to the edge of the eye, and it's a piece of glass, and it's scratching across her face, which is pretty effective. I think De, uh, DeRossi did some of the effects in this movie. Oh, that and, makes uh, sense, then. And, and the thing is, is I think... From what I've seen, the majority of the budget went to his effects, so that's why everything else is so crappy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I want to say that I'm going on record with this. I think these are the smartest zombies <laughs> ever on screen because to me, and it's just me saying this, because these these things are using weapons. They build a battering ram oh, to yeah. knock a door. One of the these greatest one of the greatest zombies. scenes ever is when you see them all starting to collect tools. Like, like, right, and you're like, whoa, whoa. I mean, George, George Romero. I mean, nothing against him, but his whole last part of his career was everything that's in this movie in 45 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> everything he was trying to make the zombies do, they all do it right here in this movie. Yeah. So did did Romero rip off another zombie flick? Who knows? I'm just saying, folks. It's just there, <laughs> right? Because these zombies are smart. This one zombie throws a spike. In the air, because mm-hmm. uh, the maid is sticking her head out the window. She's got her hands on the ledge. A zombie throws a spike through her hand and nails her to the to the, the window frame so they can cut her head off. That's how yeah. smart they are. And I'm talking second story now. <laughs> and they use basically a sling blade and reach up there and cut her head off. So these zombies are not like, yeah, I want to rip you open my hands. They're like, hey, any way possible, let's just do it. Mm-hmm. With that being said, as smart as these zombies are... They're possibly the worst-looking zombies I've ever seen in a movie. Yo, um, yeah, like they, they they go for the like they have they've watched zombie flesh eaters. They're like, this is how we do these zombies, and it's like they got the cast on set and they're like, that right. We're gonna give you all these cavities and all the rest, and we're gonna put maggots in there. And everyone's like, no. Like, well, it's but it's we even. I mean, it's a bit even, more. They're like, no, and they look like paper mache. You can't, yeah, exactly. You can't even distinguish between what would be teeth and what would be mouth and what would yeah. be nose. I mean, it's all just kind of smashed together. It's it's almost like they just brought the third grade in and said, "Hey, take a bunch of clay, put it on these people, try to make a scary face." Yeah, and, and, and then, they, 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 like that's not how flesh decomposes. 
Like it, it doesn't decompose by like swelling outwards and getting angular. Um, well, some of them look like they maybe had a helmet on underneath, and they yeah. just built the clay on top of it. <laughs> it's so, it's so, it's so right. Like there's occasionally I see one and what like, that that's pretty terrifying looking, and then the other one and what like, that yeah. I don't know what that is. Um, right. Maybe and like it's it's like it's not as like in the previous movie they're like the, the the zombie that gets set on fire looks like he's wearing about three or four sets of clothing that you wouldn't wear right. if you were a zombie in the East Indies, um, if you know what I mean, Ricky. It kind of looks like he's almost wearing a suit which would protect him from flames, so he can run about the place. And this one here, it's like. I don't know what we're going... Like, see, by the time we get to the monastery... Now, you've got to think the monastery is... These people have obviously just changed overnight. Right. Because the zombies haven't been there all that long. And how weird do they look? Right. I mean, they're all already decomposed and stuff. And you're like, oh, wait a minute. I'm, I'm right there with you. It's like, that's one of those things that just doesn't make any sense. Yeah. They just had to do whatever they could do in the time frame of what they had. So, <laughs> yeah, e- extremely low budget... Uh, you know, uh, the movie's just wacko, man. I mean, some of the the death scenes I think are great. Yeah. I think the the girl that we were talking about earlier that ends up killing uh, young Dario, yeah. <laughs> mini Dario. <laughs> mini Dario. I think she's one of the I think she's one of the hottest zombies I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so uh, you know, it's definitely got its moments to check out. There, there's tons of kill shots, people being ripped open, all your classic stuff, and a bear trap. <laughs> there is a bear trap, that's right. Like, just randomly strewn around the grounds. Once again, TripAdvisor, right. one star out of five. Um, grounds were lovely, contained bear trap. <laughs> nice dining, though. <laughs> yeah, nice, nice dining, though. <laughs> uh, I mean, in the fact of the, this girl gets her leg trapped in the, in the bear trap, because yep. that's just what you do. And her boyfriend keeps opening it back up, but it keeps shutting back on her foot. Just to, uh, he figures to say, just stop. Just stop. Yeah, yeah, like, <laughs> let's just sit down and wait a little while here. Let's, let's maybe not just keep dropping this on my um, right. on my leg. So, I, I quite dig the score of this one as well. Like Both these movies yep. have really like prominent scores. It's once again, going back to that, you know, it's, it's like early 80s. We have this machine of of different very talented composers that are just writing music or bands that are writing music for these movies at a time but um yeah burial ground score is really good yep yep yeah i think it's, so, i think uh, it works well with it i think one of the gripes i have i mean I can, <laughs> there's a lot of things you could gripe about with this one but uh one of the gripes i have is the the girl we're just talking about that got her foot in the bear clout bear clamp bear yep. trap i'll get it right here in a second <laughs> And, of course, they do this whole scene where the other girl's looking at her and going, oh, yeah, I can see. It's really badly bruised. I'm like, yeah. what? It's badly bruised? <laughs> then, later on, they're carrying her around everywhere, right? Because she can't put any weight on it because it's badly bruised. Badly bruised. Uh, <laughs> it, it's, it, I, have a, I have a problem with this movie just like I do with the Heath Ledger movie A Knight's Tale, right? Mm-hmm. Because at the jousting scene at the end, he gets his arm hurt, so he, he can't use that arm, so he uses the other arm to joust with and he beats the bad guy and then he jumps off the horse he puts all of his weight on his arm that was bad to jump over the divider yeah. that's on yeah. the running field i'm like oh, wait a minute kind of the same thing here because one minute she can't walk next minute she's walking around on her own which is it yeah. <laughs> you know 
It's like they just kind of forgot that, but I don't know. That's one of those things I think they just kind of said, well, she was hurt, but, you know, miraculously, she's okay now, so. Oh, what, about uh, the, what about the prophecy of the Black, Sp uh, Black Spider? Prophecy spelled P-R-O-F-E-C-Y. <laughs> yeah. Yep, it's yeah, kind of just like, um, yeah, this, uh, maybe take two seconds to make sure that your translation to English. Not want a proofread, folks. Yes, anyone, <laughs> someone, uh, Bueller. Uh, it's, it's like, it's like um, it's, 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 the thing is, though, I kind of dig the, the prophecy as well, once again, being a fan of particularly Fulci's work. Right. Right, right about this time and right after. Fulci loves swinging in a little prophecy, a little line there, and it's the earth shall tremble, graves shall open, they shall come among the living as messengers of death, and there shall be the nights of terror. Um, <laughs> which is kind of amazing. Uh, but yeah, prophecy of the black spider. P-R-O-F-E-C-Y. That's right. Kinda That's why you spell amazing. it down here anyways. Kinda, kinda <laughs> when the moon turns red, the dead shall rise. That's <laughs> such a great tagline as well. The moon does not turn red in this movie. Um, so, but let, let's do that. Let's say it does anyway. Well, I mean, let's well, just you, throw it out there. Let's hey, just throw it out there. <laughs> you don't have time to look at the moon. You're too busy fighting off zombies, man. That's right. Maybe it was red. <laughs> what do you know? Maybe you're colorblind. Maybe you see reds as whites and whites as reds. That could be... That could be an issue. Um, yeah, I think I think this movie is a whole hell of a lot of fun. I like if it you if, once again if we were going on entertainment value purely, this movie is one of the most entertaining zombie movies ever made, and that you yeah, laugh absolutely that's what holds it together. But yeah. because the 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 zombies look so bad, but you overlook it because of what you're just saying. It is a fun movie. Yeah, the, like you say, the death scenes. I think are yeah. like I, I'm. I'm looking at how bad the zombies, but then I'm looking what the zombies do to someone. I'm like, that is bitching. Right. Um, so his heart is so in the right place. Um, everything else might be of a similar care and attention to the designers and design of the zombies, a bit shabby. Um, but the movie itself, his heart's in the right place. It's nuts. It's bonkers. There's really a flimsy through line that there is a mother and son relationship that doesn't make sense and I've just been informed although I would have probably I would have said he was I would have said he was maybe in his teens but now you've said he's 24 the wrinkles in the forehead start to make sense um, but yeah it's so weird it's totally all over the place it is uncomfortable at times it is yep. laugh out loud funny um, and it Oh man, yeah. These sort of movies I love doing because you brain switch off, bowl of popcorn in hand, sit Absolutely. back, laugh, be entertained, yep. enjoy. There are these are the. It's funny how many movies nowadays try to play in. It's forced. I think that's what it is like. No one is making burial ground, trying to make a kind of a, a, an entertaining, albeit bad movie. You know what I mean? They're not right. doing that. They're, they're trying to make the best movie they can. And nowadays people Absolutely. try and make an entertaining bad movie. And that's why they don't work. I just love the the fact of it's almost like you didn't think too far into it. So well, we need the zombies to get on the second floor. How do we do that? Well, they'll just climb the columns. On, yep. <laughs> the oh, okay. Sure. Okay. Why not? Let's do it. <laughs> let's, let's let's up. I just shot that two minutes ago. What's next? <laughs> 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 it's just so much fun. It's just so much fun. Anything else you want to say about Burial Ground before we assign it a grade, sir? Um, 
<laughs> you just you just have to see it for yourself. I mean, again, both of these movies are for the educated of Italian films because these are not ones that you would just see on a whim and go, I get it, because <laughs> you're not going to get it. It's context. Uh, it really it. is context to, to when it yeah. came out in the movies. It's, yeah. it's coming, along, coming out with alongside. I mean, on the back of the... I've still got it on DVD, which is another thing I wanted to say, too, because I know how you are, and I, I think I, you know, stuck a thorn in your craw there once when, you know, they were releasing pieces on Blu-ray, and you were excited, and it's great. Yeah. But I asked, man... You know, there's so many movies that we should have on Blu-ray versus ones that might could wait a while. Yeah, <laughs> Burial Ground is definitely one of those. I mean, oh, and yeah. Zombie Holocaust. I mean, it's like, do we really need that on Blu-ray? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's one of those things that we're, we're 88 films like that. We're doing this subset of only Italian genre movies, yeah. and we're picking off the ones that no one's going to argue with us picking off for rights. Like, I don't think I don't think they were wrestling this. From the hands of uh, you know uh, the the the, the distribute the original owner of the rights to the movie. I think they were wrestling it from his hands for exorbitant amounts of money. I think this was you know that this is maybe like here is a bottle of vodka. Here are <laughs> for you. Here is a movie for you. Um, you know, I, I, I don't think. I, so they obviously shove a lot of these out. But you're right. There are so many movies that I sit here and go. Why is that not on Blu-ray? Like, why can I not get that movie? And why is right. Burial Ground? Like, why is there? Like, if I wanted Burial <laughs> Ground right now, Ricky, I can jump on Amazon. I can order it. I can put next day delivery. I can come in from uh, my work tomorrow, and it will be here. That's maybe, the world we live in. <laughs> maybe, maybe it's because of this tagline on the end of this DVD I've got here, which says basically it is sure to attract a new legion of horror craze fans and solidify the film's reputation as the next. Rocky Horror Picture Show. <laughs> <laughs> so for you folks listening out there, take that as you will. That would be your decision point on this movie. <laughs> oh my god. That's... That makes about as much sense as the movie itself. <laughs> yeah. It's... What a comparison. What a comp like, once again, that's written by someone that doesn't know what they've watched. Um, yeah, so um, well, Netflix is for this one. I'm going high on this one, Ricky. You may call me crazy. This is a five. I love this movie. I finished it. Really? Uh, yeah, I've, I've got to. I've got to go where my where my heart is. I give this movie a five the same way I give PCs a five. I would not, right. on any day of the week, sit here and say it is a great movie that it's shot well, it's acted well, or anything at all. But on pure entertainment, I can't think of the last time I sat and watched a movie. And the glee was dripping from my face while watching it. Um, it's so much fun. It is so so much fun. It is a terrible fucking movie, but it is <laughs> so much fun that yeah, I I I I love the way it made me feel. So I love the movie. It's a five. What about yourself? Awesome. I give it a solid four, man. I think it's right there with Zombie Holocaust for me. Um, and that may be why I brought them up in succession with each other because they they kind of have a same feel to me. They are popcorn flicks, man. You put them on, you forget about anything making sense. You just show me something crazy. I mean, yeah. that's that's where I put these. And uh, and <laughs> this one definitely does. They both do. But this one, the craziness is just we haven't even really touched on a lot of it that's in there. We're going to leave that for you guys to check out yourself because yeah, yeah. it's in there, folks. It's just like Prego. It's in there. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm so hoping, <laughs> I'm so hoping that 
if you've never seen this movie before, you just I but I, it's the same caveats that I throw out whenever I'm discussing a a great bad movie. Um, is that if you've sat down and watched a movie like PCs and you thought it was utter shit, if you're the Baz in this situation and you just can't get behind the goofiness and you just can't get behind the the, the movie's quirks and being able to see its flaws uh, out front, then yeah, maybe don't watch Burial Ground. It's an hour right. and 20 minutes long. It is not a long movie. If you right. fancy sitting down with a group of friends, a couple of beers, get the popcorn on, then you could do far worse on a Saturday night with friends sitting down and, and switching on some burial ground. It is a hoot. Um, right, Ricky, I, I can't thank you enough, man, for picking these two movies. I mean, like we said, <laughs> like, off here, I'm eventually going to touch them anyway with the, the, the eight films thing, but I know for a fact I wouldn't have had nearly as much fun reviewing them as I did with you on the show, so thank you very much for that. <laughs> you have... Uh, stuff that you're working on quietly in the background. I mentioned two of those shows at the start. Um, right. Plug them, sir. Plug them. Uh, well, we. Uh, I, I'm an 80s fanatic, and uh, for you that don't know me, I have a page, Facebook page called Dude Looks Like the 80s. Uh, uh-huh. We started a podcast there. Uh, my story is is I went I went podcast crazy. <laughs> just a bit. And was putting the, yeah, just a bit. I was trying to produce five shows at the same time, and uh, yeah, I got a little crazy. Uh, it's addictive. You have a lot of fun with it. Uh, but when you're trying to be uh, continuous on your on your output, you know, something every week or whatever, it gets pretty crazy. And you know, also real life happens too. So I kind of had to take a step back, but. You can check out uh, Dude Looks Like the 80s on Legion Podcast, obviously. The other show is is uh, uh, me and Johnny Krug. We call it Short Bus Cinema, which we are about to record a new episode. Uh, let see. This will come out when? So this is this episode drops tomorrow, believe it or not. <laughs> wow. So, yeah, actually tomorrow night we are recording a new episode of Short Bus. And uh, we are on the quest of finding the worst movie of all time. And... Uh, <laughs> Sadly, I think we already found it, but we're still just having fun with some really bad movies. Uh, and then back to where it all started, you've got the Helming Power Hour, and all these are on Legion podcast. And Helming is still going. I just kind of stepped back for a bit, and Mark Allison's filled in for me. I think they're doing a tremendous job. Uh, all three of us are real big friends. And uh, I'm not going to say it too loudly, but there may be a retur- return here in a, a few months of you know maybe me coming back to the fold for that. Uh, you know, we're, so we're kind of kicking that around too. I do miss Helming a lot. That that's just such a fun show. It's your baby. And, uh, yeah, it is. It is. And and uh, and I, I love both those guys too. And so if I do come back, it'll probably be the three of us instead of uh, just two. So don't tease that, me like that, this. That, like don't tease <laughs> me like this, Ricky. My my wee heart well, can't handle it. Well, we're talking, you know, and and I hope it works out because you know, again, we want to do it for fun. And uh, like I said. You know, we we just enjoy getting together anyway. So there's there's a possibility now. I'm not saying it's actually happening, but we are kind of talking about it. So uh, uh, just good stuff. And uh, man, I, again, I'm thrilled to death that you had me back on. This this is one of the shows that really started it for me. And and you've been such a great mentor and just a great friend, man. And, uh, and I just really appreciate it. Well, uh, we criminally did not record for quite a while. Um, and that will not happen I'm vowing on this show right now uh, more Ricky Morgan on Podcast Under the Stairs in 2018 
Uh, and yeah, uh, I will pick the next two movies, sir. <laughs> right. um, I can't guarantee they'll be as fun as this, but I will say that I'm going bonkers. So that's the plan. <laughs> uh, right, uh, I'm going to jump out, take my last break. And when I come back, I'm closing out the show. I'm doing that right after this. You're listening to the podcast Under the Stairs. And you've been listening to the podcast Under the Stairs. This has been episode 135, looking at burial ground and zombie holocaust. Thank you very much to my very good friend Ricky Morgan for suggesting those movies, bringing them over, and for the, the insane amount of fun we had recording that episode. Uh, there is a multitude of ways to check out the podcast under the stairs. As always, I say check us out on Apple Podcasts. Come across, leave us a rating and a review. The rating's super important, five stars for example. The more of them we get, the higher the iTunes charts were pushed for people to find out the name and the location of this show. But also, leave us a review. It tells the peeps out there from your own words, your own mouth, why they should check out podcasts under the stairs remember and also subscribe to the feed that way you get the episodes as when they drop and access to the entire back catalogue of t putts content check us out on stitcher smart radio soundcloud you can also check us out on the TuneIn app and google play come across to our facebook group page facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash t putts cast visit our website tputtscast.com and interact with the bars and the town prongs of social media sexiness both Twitter and Instagram can be followed at TPUTSCAST. Right, ladies and gents, I will take my leave of you. Coming this Thursday, hopefully, Baz v Horror. Worst case scenario, that will drop a week today. But I'm going to say Thursday. Let's be optimistic. Let's put our energies into making sure that show drops Thursday. Because trust me, it's going to be bitching. You're going to love it. You're going to love it. It's going to be hilarious. A lot of work has went into it. Um, also, if you're on the Facebook group page, keep your eyes peeled. This weekend, I'll be coming to you live from Glasgow at Brightfest. Ah, Brightfest! It's going to be kind of fun, kind of goofy, whole lots of shenanigans going on. And there's going to be other podcasters there. And I'm looking forward to videoing with them live on the Facebook. So uh, come across facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash cast and interact over there. Right. I am going. So wherever you are, whatever the time zone is and whatever you're up to in this big bad world of ours, please take care of yourselves out there. This is Duncan McLeish broadcasting live from under the stairs and I'm signing off.
si può dire sul percorso una parte tecnica. Oh.